You're listening to the Burned In Teacher Podcast, and this is episode eight. Welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast. I'm Amber Harper, and the educators on this podcast are brave enough to share their stories of burnout with the world. On BIT, we get real, we get honest, and we take action. Action against the burnout with stories from burned out teachers, advice from experts, and actionable steps you can take today to beat the burnout and become a happier, more fulfilled human being. Let's get started. This episode is brought to you today by my free action guide called The Burned In Teacher Method. Eight steps to take control and beat burnout starting now. Are you tired of poor behavior from not just your students and their families, but from your administrator and your coworkers? Or are you sick of the terrible relationship that you have with your workload? Then this guide will get you not just thinking, but acting, which if you know me, that's what I'm all about. So go to burnedinteacher.com to download your free guide today. What's up, Burned In Teachers? Welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast, one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support for teachers dealing with burnout. Today, I'm going solo because I want to talk to you about something that is so important and so close to my heart, and that's the types of burnout that we can go through as educators, and not even just educators, but as workers in the everyday workforce. Now, you may not have known this, but there are actually three different types of burnout that we can go through as educators, teachers, workers in everyday life. So we're going to go through those today and I have a challenge for you. So as you listen to each of these types, I want you to take mental note, especially if you're driving in your car or enjoying your workout today, take note of the signs and symptoms of these different types of burnout. And maybe even listen to this again to really let it set in and resonate with you and try to connect with which burnout you are connecting with the most. And then what I would love for you to do is to jump onto facebook.com slash groups slash burned in teacher. If you're not already a member of our private Facebook group, go ahead and request to join. I will invite you in and I would love for you to share with the group what type of burnout you are resonating with most. This is going to help you along your journey with success in the future as you beat this burnout. So as I mentioned a few minutes ago, I said that today I want to talk to you about the three types of burnout and how you can identify which one you are and where you're going to get started because there's a lot of things to think about as we're deciding where it is we need to begin and where we're going to go along our journey and how we're going to solve this. So today's content is actually not all created by me. I will, of course, give you my opinions and my experience with burnout along the way, but it's actually based on research and reading that I've been doing. Um, I actually connected with Dr. Barry Farber from Columbia University's Teacher College, and he was gracious enough to share with me his actual study on these three different types of burnout. But I also wanted to help you to understand that teachers are not alone in their challenges with burnout. Burnout happens across all platforms, all professions, all over the world. It is not just American teachers who are struggling with burnout. And I'm not trying to discount our challenges. I know that they're real and I know that they're serious and I know that they're extremely challenging to deal with. So I'm not trying to take away from teachers' struggles because they are seriously difficult 
But I do want to give you a little bit of solace in knowing that educators are not the only ones who struggle with realizing what it is that they are meant to do and how they should feel about their everyday uh, work in reference to impact and relevance in their chosen profession. So I also did a little bit of research on just the idea of burnout itself. So in the show notes, I will include a link to Inc.com's article on the three types of professional burnout that people go through throughout their career. That article is actually called Three Types of Burnout According to Psychologist and Signs You're Headed for Trouble. So that's going to be really important in our discussion today because we're not only going to be looking from just the teacher side of things, but we're also going to be looking at burnout from a professional stance. Now, Dr. Farber has titles for the types of burnouts that teachers go through, and Inc.com's article has three names for them itself. So I kind of joined them together um, to come up with three specific types that, uh, that teachers could be going through every day to help you to identify. So I'm going to start with what I'm calling type one, and Dr. Farber considers this to be worn out burnout. Inc.com calls it neglect. And what this is characterized by is the feelings of being overwhelmingly stressed, going home as anxious, irritable, tired, angry, and obsessed with the multiple problems of the students, the classroom, and the school that you attend and work for. With this type of burnout, you're going to feel angry. And you're going to feel angry towards several different groups of people. You're going to be feeling anger towards students for their attitudes, families for dumping all their problems on teachers, and your administration for focusing all of their attention on test scores, standardized testing, and what seemingly feels like telling you what to do all day and how to do it. So what this type of burnout can do, this worn out or neglect burnout, is it can cause you to become really apathetic. You're saying to yourself things like, I don't care anymore. I don't believe what I do or don't do makes any difference at all. And no matter how hard I work, my results are disappointing. So raise your hand right now if you feel like this is you. You may be interested only in having your complaints heard rather than actually seeking solutions. So you find value in just venting. So this could be that negative talk in the teacher's lounge or the frustrating phone call to your friend or spouse on the way home where you just say, I'm sorry to vent, but I have these things I have to get out. These feelings are also exasperated by feeling like no one understands you. They don't understand what you're going through every day and nor do they really care. Now, I want to go to Inc.com's research and what they call negative burnout, okay? They say that negative burnout results from feeling helpless at work. People with this type of burnout feel incompetent and unable to keep up with the demands of their job. And these types of employees become passive and unmotivated. So if you're connecting with those feelings, you may be suffering from what is considered the worn out or neglected burnout. Okay. So here are some solutions for, for those of you who are really resonating with this type of burnout. Okay. We have to change our words. And what that means is changing our statements from no one cares. None of my students care. All of them have terrible attitudes and none of my parents or students are giving a rip about anything that I do for them during the day. So 
I know that that you have heard yourself say things like this before, some of you. So we have to change our language to none or all or no one. We have to change it to a more positive way of thinking and talking. So some parents and students care. Some of my students are showing progress. Maybe even most of my students really do care and are, for the most part, trying really hard. Now, I know it can be really, really difficult to change our words and our attitudes and our thoughts. Our brains are so hardwired in our habits. And if you are at the point where you are in the neglect or worn out burnout, you're probably rolling your eyes right now to be honest. So it's it's very difficult, but I guarantee you it is going to change your mindset if you change your words, okay? Worn out teachers tend to minimize successes and maximize failures and frustrations, according to Dr. Farber. So we, we sometimes, as worn out teachers, we also expect our future to continue to be as bleak and as sad as it is right now. So changing that mindset, although it can be very, very difficult if you have been in it for a long time, we have to make a conscious effort to flip everything that we have been doing on its head by number one, changing our words, okay? Second of all, we have got to focus on the successes and minimize our focus on failures, And one way we can do that, and again, you may roll your eyes at me, is to actually keep a journal. Or what I typically do is I use voice memos. So I just command my phone to go to voice memos and I record things as I'm driving down the road. Now, I used to do this whenever I was teaching. I would just really reflect on successes that I was having throughout my day or ideas I was having because that was a time for myself to do some serious reflecting on some things that happened that were good during my day. So if you don't want to go the voice memo route, you can also start what I call a gratefulness journal. Now you can do this in the morning, which is what I choose to do, or you can do it on your way home. You need to do it in a way that fits your life and the time that you have to actually focus on those good things. Because our brain is wired to focus on the negative, this can be very, very difficult to get started. But I find that even finding good things that happen during my day, for instance, that kid that typically ignores me smiled at me today, or I caught them nodding their head a little bit. Those types of actions that we notice can really change our mindsets for the good. So if you are a worn out or neglect burnout, it is most important for you to think about what you can control and change your words and your thoughts. The other thing that worn out or neglect burnout teachers need to think about is who it is that they're hanging around with. And I know that I have mentioned this before on the podcast, but it is so, so important for you specifically to seek out teachers who are still excited and energized by teaching rather than those, I'm going to say, quote unquote here, friends who you can vent to. Okay. Again, you may be doing a big old eye roll for me here, but those energized, excited, idealistic teachers can be extremely energizing to you if you take a second to really listen to their ideas and what they have to offer not just students, but you in ways of encouragement and enlightenment in your career. We have got to surround ourselves with people who want to do and be better. Otherwise, you're going to continue to fall into bad habits and remain in your rut, and you're not going to beat this burnout. So 
So again, that's another change in mindset. Now, I'm not saying you can't talk to your friends that you've been friends with for years at school or outside of school. Sometimes we have teachers who we know from other places in our life who we vent to. But it is very, very important that we start to distance ourselves from that negative talk. You don't have to distance yourselves necessarily from them, but from that negative talk. Now, I myself had serious effort put into into my life as far as who it was that I talked to and where I hung out during the school day because I found myself getting sucked into that talk whenever I would hang out in certain places. So I stopped hanging out in those certain places. I was still very kind and very helpful to other teachers. But when that negative talk started happening, I caught myself and I said, no, no more. I'm not going to engage. This is not serving me. It's not serving my career and it's not serving my students. So I stopped. Now it's time for us to move on to type two. And this is the frenetic or classically burned out teacher. Okay. And that's according to Dr. Farber's work. Inc.com classifies this type of burnout as overload. Okay, so here are their definitions. Dr. Farber says if you're if you're going to pretend, for example, that you are a brand new teacher in this scenario, okay, you're new, you're energized, all is well. All right. Year one is great. In fact, it's so great that you're being asked to do some things after school to support other teachers and students. And it's no problem. You're happy to do it. Year two comes, you continue to be doing awesome stuff with your kids. You're feeling great about your career. You're asked to do a little bit more. And you, of course, say, yeah, let's do it. Year three, however, you become such a popular teacher in your school with your colleagues and administrators and your students that want to spend more time with you that they are now taking time of you away from your work to ask for advice and support on different things, okay? So at this point, you're beginning to feel a little angry at your fellow teachers or administrators for them asking so much more of you. And you're a little angry at your students as well because they're not respecting your time boundaries. So although you're excited and happy to help others, you're realizing how these commitments are taking away from your original job title, which is teacher, who has a lot of planning and grading and other obligations that you have to attend to to be able to do your job. You've also noticed that you're starting to spend less time with family and friends to fulfill all of those obligations, not just to do your job as teacher, but to fulfill the requirements that have been asked of you over the past few years. You start to begin to wonder if this is the career for you because of all of those demands, okay? Classically burned out teachers can start out super enthusiastic and well-intentioned and idealistic individuals who start their career brimming with ideas, as Dr. Farber says. They're super enthusiastic, but they begin to feel that these efforts aren't paying off and that he or she is really becoming ineffective. Okay, these classically burned out teachers haven't had their self-esteem eroded like the worn out or neglect burnout teachers. They cling to self-esteem, sometimes risking health and personal relationships in pursuit of mega success. 
Now, Inc.com's classification is pretty similar. They call it overload burnout. And this is where people work harder and even more frantically in search of success. And they are very willing and happy to risk their health and personal life in pursuit of that success. Now, where this becomes really dangerous is that the harder that we work, we expect to see results. And unfortunately, this is not what happens all of the time in schools and in classrooms. We work so incredibly hard. And sometimes there are factors, and really a lot of times, there are a lot of factors that can contribute to either the success or the lack of success that a student has. And what this can lead to, and if you haven't already put this together, is that can you kind of see how if this continues, if this classic or overload burnout continues, how it can turn into that neglect or that worn out burnout. So it starts out as the harder I work, the more success I'm going to see. And I believe that. But then after a few years of this, and now you've neglected your personal life and your own hobbies, and you have not seen the success that you believe you should be seeing, now you are worn out and passive and neglecting your responsibilities as a teacher. This can be a very, very dangerous path to start on. Now, this is why I believe so strongly in a very, very strong program for beginning teachers and not just a program that teaches you how to be a better teacher or how to be a good teacher in this district or that district, but a strong program that supports teachers in their efforts to become a balanced human being. We cannot continue to throw these beginning teachers into a classroom or into a school without teaching them how to be good balancers of responsibility. We are burning our teachers out by by placing more value on student success than value on a quality of life because that high quality life outside of teaching is what is going to help keep our teachers happy and healthy in the classroom. Now, that's just my belief, but that is what it is that I'm trying to preach to teachers who are in my Facebook group and who are in my small group programs that you deserve to have a balanced personal and professional life. That is what is going to keep you happy and content in your profession as a teacher. So the treatment and solution for teachers who classify themselves as the classically burned out teacher or that overload teacher are a couple of things. First of all, these are my type A's out there, okay? I've interviewed a lot of teachers and had a lot of conversations, and most of them are very proud to wear that badge of honor called type A personality. Now, while I believe strongly that it's great to have big goals and awesome ambitions, it is unhealthy to believe that you have to be perfect. And that's exactly what these classically overworked, burned out teachers are doing. They are saying things like, I must be perfect, or even things like, I must be best in this profession. I must be the best teacher in this school. I am a failure unless all of my students are successful. That's the kind of self-talk that is going to lead you to that classical burnout like that. So what you need to be thinking about in order to solve this type of burnout is to think about the reasons that you are so involved and so obsessed with your motivations, your self-image, and 
the ways that you do or do not cope with your anxiety. So first of all, think about your motivations. Why is it that you feel like you have to be perfect? Why is it that you feel that you have to make all students successful? Okay, and now think about your self-image as well. Your student's success does not reflect your self-worth in life. You are one person who is making an impact. You are one person who is interacting with this student every single day. And I am sorry to tell you that your hard work, you're working 12 hours a day, you ignoring your family and your friends and your hobbies is not going to make that child more successful in life. Now hear me out. I am not saying that you don't make an impact. I am not saying that your job doesn't matter. All I'm saying here is, is that you do the best you can with the time that you have at school And then you go be a human being. Go be a dad. Go be a girlfriend. Go be a best friend. Go be a friend to yourself and go do something that you enjoy. You have this one life and spending 12 hours a day, seven days a week, trying to become the best is not going to serve you in the way that you think it's going to serve you. It is going to make you exhausted. It's going to make you unfriendly. And it is going to actually have reverse effects on your teaching. You're going to be tired. You are not going to be engaged with your students. And again, like I said earlier, it is going to cause you to be that resentful, unengaged, unmotivated, overwhelmed teacher. That first teacher type that we talked about. So Take a second to really reflect on how much time you're spending and say enough is enough. You do the best you can with your students and your colleagues and your administrators, and then you go home. If nothing else is helping you to change your mind about how to beat this burnout, I want you to answer this question for me. If and when someday you need incredible support, something happens in your life where you need people to surround you. Is it going to be your students and your colleagues or is it going to be your family and your friends who have been there for you and you've been there for them for years, even maybe your whole life? Now, again, I am not negating the importance of having friends at work, okay? We can have best friends at our schools, but we have to remember that teaching is a job. We get paid to be there, just like other professions all over the world. And in the event that you need someone to really help you out in a time of serious need, your family and friends are the ones that are going to be there for you. So don't ignore them for the sake of being the best and being perfect. Now it's time to move on to type number three. Type three burnout is both by Dr. Farber and Inc.com called the under-challenged burnout. Dr. Farber classifies this burnout as starting out really in a great place, a lot like the previous type two burnout that I just talked about. You're very content in your abilities. Uh, They've been confirmed by parents and administrators and students. You get great feedback all as well, okay? Your feelings of discontent begin to creep in after a few years of feeling like 
I got this. This is great. I know everything I need to do. Okay. You're not angry. You're not resentful. You have great relationships or good relationships with administrators, teachers, parents, and students. Everything is seemingly going very well. You're not fatigued. You're not excessively driven or anxious or stressed out. But where your dissatisfaction comes is by the sameness or the lack of stimulation by the tasks that you are doing every day, year in and year out. Okay, so Inc.com says pretty much the same thing. You're having the feeling of being unappreciated and a big feeling of boredom. You have a lack of learning opportunities, which I know is actually pretty common right now in schools because of lack of funding. So you aren't able to attend that workshop or that seminar on that certain topic of interest to learn more about it and implement it in your schools. With this type of burnout, you may be saying things like, I've outgrown my job. I'll miss my kids, but I really need new challenges. You might say something like, I want to work with adults. I know I'm what I'm doing is important, but I feel as though I'm really stagnating. And the other thing you might say is teaching has just lost its spark with me. So with this type of burnout, which I personally resonate with because I became so insanely passionate and involved in this project called Burned In Teacher, this is what I knew I wanted to spend my time on. And when I was going to the classroom every day, my physical being was there, I was there, but my mind and my heart were not. And quite honestly, I was very bored with my day-to-day activities. My days were very my days were very prescribed for me. I was told exactly what I needed to do when I was supposed to do it and how I was supposed to grade it. I knew that I had abilities as a teacher that I was not able to use because I was being told to do things with fidelity that I knew were not best for kids. So that personally is where I connect the most. I feel like I went through each of these types of burnout a little bit, but mostly I resonate most recently with this under-challenged burnout. So some things that we can do about this first, and I've always encouraged listeners and uh, members of the community to talk about their feelings. Now, this is different than venting. You are not venting frustrations and anger about the things that your administration does or does not do. You are talking about your feelings of burnout. You're talking about your feelings of probably guilt, for wanting to possibly either leave the field of education or leave your school or leave your position as a teacher to go do something else where you can feel more fulfilled. This is okay talk. This is great talk. This is you putting it out there into the world, into the universe that you need change. And you're seeking advice and solutions for the ways that you're feeling. So a couple of things that you need to know, okay? You do not have to stay in the classroom because you are a great teacher, okay? Because you are good at the work that you do, you may feel like you owe it to kids to continue and stay in the classroom. And that is so beyond the truth. Even adults reach a point of growth where it's time for them to move on. I mean, think about it as a student, Okay, when kids get really good at the things that they're doing in, say, second grade, they move on to third grade. Okay, when kids finish high school, they move on to the next challenge. 
it is no different than a teacher feeling that like they have reached their full potential in the classroom and it's time to move on. Now, that may be just moving on to another grade level. Maybe you have been teaching kindergarten or first grade for several years, and maybe it's time for you to step out of your comfort zone and move to fifth or sixth grade. I know some of us have those non-departmentalized licenses, okay? Maybe you've had an administrative degree for a while, but you've been afraid to use it. Maybe it's time. So, Begin exploring those possibilities. You're not cheating anybody but yourself by feeling like you have to remain where you are when you're ready to grow, okay? Also, and this is something I actually said in an interview with a teacher that's going to uh, broadcast, I believe, next week, is that we have to know that it is best for students to be taught by someone who actually loves the work. I knew that my students deserved someone whose heart and head was in that classroom with them every day. Mine was not, and I was doing them a disservice by being in that classroom every day. Yes, I love them. Yes, I love teaching. But right now, my heart is in serving other people in a different way. And that's okay. It has to be okay because I was making myself miserable by telling myself the opposite. I want you to think about that thing that thing that you could learn more about and that you could use as your passion catalyst. For me, it was ed tech. When I learned about educational technology and how it could change the trajectory of my teaching, I latched onto it and I wrote it. And that is what I get to do every day now. I get to use educational technology to teach teachers how to be more efficient and engaging in their teaching. And I also get to spend time with you. So my tips and key takeaways today are pretty quick and simple. The first is go back and listen to this episode again if you really want to let these different types of burnout sink in so that you can decide what it is that you are dealing with as far as the type of burnout that you're dealing with every day. Next, I want you to write down your feelings that you're having about these things. What do you resonate with? What do you not resonate with? And next, what are you going to do about it? Learning these things is not enough, but actually taking action on them is what is going to cause the most change to happen in your life. Get on over there to Facebook and tell us exactly what it is you're feeling, what you resonate with, and what you're going to do about it. And if you don't know what to do about it, ask. The Burned In Teacher community is ready and waiting for you to come on over to facebook.com slash groups slash Burned In Teacher for you to share your story of burnout, share which type of burnout you resonate with, and ask some questions if you need some support. We're here for you. That's it for this week's episode of the Burned In Teacher podcast. Until next week, take a deep breath. You are your own hero, and you just took another step to becoming a Burned In Teacher burn on. If you want to be updated on the latest Burned In Teacher podcast episodes, don't forget to subscribe to the Burned In Teacher podcast on Google Play or iTunes. Also, please consider leaving a review and leave a rating so that other teachers who are feeling the burnout can find this podcast to help them feel supported as they continue their journey out of burnout. Thanks so much.